Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what? What are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. But I'm really pleased to say that begin the hour, uh, we're going to go across to Tokyo and join one of the voices of New Zealand sport. Um, he, he's so recognisable. He's got his way of uh, doing things. Very, very appealing. Uh, he's commentated a lot of uh, great New Zealand moments in sport already, and he's still a really young man. He's got plenty to come to. So uh, I say good morning to you, Glenn Lama. You're still in, in Tokyo. Uh, why are you still there, sir? Hey Smithy, it's good to good to hear from you, mate. Hey, um, I'm still here because um, we've got the Paralympic Games starting next week, and um, it's my it's actually going to be my first ever Paralympic Games, so I'm actually quite excited about uh, being here for this. I think it's going to be one of the great experiences of my career. Um, I'm going to be calling quite a bit of wheelchair rugby. And um, I, I, warned, I don't know if you've heard of this documentary called Murderball, which came out about 15, 16 years ago about the, the great rivalry which um, had developed at that time between the United States and Canada. And um, it, it's, a, it's one of the great sports documentaries. So I warmed up watching that yesterday. And um, no, I'm really looking forward to it, mate. So that's why I'm still up here. Glenn, uh, because it's your first uh, Paralympics, I just wonder how much, how much work, how much extra research... I mean, because you, you, if you're commentating it, not only do you have to know the uh, New Zealand Olymp- uh, athletes, of course, or Paralympic athletes, but you have to know uh, the favourites in the field, uh, other members uh, from around uh, the world. It must be almost an exhausting process to, to, to get the knowledge on it. Yeah, look, I, it's, 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 um, well, it's, and in a way, it's no different um, learning about these athletes than any other um, commentary I do Ian and but you just what you what you do is you, you there is a lot to you, you end up spending more time researching than actually than actually commentating it's um it's a bit which is a bit kind of scary when you kind of start the process but you know I'm, I'm sure you're the same mate I'd always I always try to be over prepared for anything I do and if I don't use all the information that I've gathered on anyone then that's fine I mean because you as you know you just you use it when you need to and, and, and sport is a fluid thing, and you need to be adaptable depending on what's happening in front of you. So that's kind of my philosophy. I'm, I'm trying to treat this no differently than any other um, than, I, than any other commentary that I've done. Glenn, the other thing you, you've got to be across, of course, is the levels of disability, the levels of handicap, etc., uh, within any one event. So, uh, and they can vary quite a lot, can't they? Oh yes, absolutely, yeah, and thankfully the 
the IOC have put out this document. It's quite a, you can understand it's quite a few pages long, which details exactly all of the um, the classes for different sports. I'm quite fortunate with the wheelchair rugby. There really is only one class there, and it's quite quite a simple procedure. You've got to be confined to a wheelchair to actually be a participant in the sport. But I've got some table tennis coming up later in the Paralympic Games, Ian, and there's 10 different classes of athlete in that. Um, so, you know, five of them are, are, are related to, you know, we're able, or not able body, but people who are able to play standing up, and the other five are related to people who can't stand up and have to play in a wheelchair. So, yes, there's absolutely a lot to get your head around, mate, but thankfully it's um, it's it's all laid out in a, in a rather hefty document for me. Glenn Lama, uh, you've been there. You're in a great position to, to answer this, actually. You've been there for uh, the, the, the Summer Olympics, which have uh, just been completed. Um, and now, of course, you're heading into the Paralympics. Tell us um, what you see uh, in terms of the level of interest, um, and the level of um, <clears throat> what has had to be done to get uh, certain venues ready for certain events, etc. I, I guess I'm saying the change in the atmosphere, really. Yeah, mate, it's a, it's a good question, and that was one I was looking forward to experiencing when I came up here a month ago now. Uh, look, there, there is very little fanfare around... Um, there was very little fanfare around the, the Olympic Games. Usually when you go to an Olympic Games, there's banners up, people are in the streets enjoying themselves. There's just... You can't escape the fact that the, one of the world's biggest events, you know, is, is in the city that you're in. That was completely different here this time. There was nothing like that at all. Uh, and in fact, if you didn't know the Olympics was on in Tokyo, you, you wouldn't, you would struggle to find it because obviously the spectators were banned, and there was, and the reason, and the reason all of the the banners were taken down and the, and all of that stuff is they didn't want any mass gatherings, obviously because of the virus here. They didn't want people socialising out on the streets, out in public, so they decided to um, take all of that stuff down, which made it for a very uh, different Olympics. It was just such a shame in a way because all of the the venues that I went to were fantastic and they've done a great job of setting them up in wonderful locations. Uh, and the sport that I saw was, was really good, but no one was there other than a few people, like a few volunteers or some teammates to watch it, which was, which was just weird. The same thing is happening for the, the Paralympics. They don't want any mass gatherings, as you're probably aware. The, the virus is still um, hanging around up here, even though there's you know, a population of 15 million. They are still getting 5,000 cases a day here. So you do have to be careful. And, you know, there's, there's no question, just like our, our um, government in New Zealand, they don't want uh, the virus spreading as much as they possibly can. So they, they take all these measures to ensure that, it, that they try and, and limit it as much as possible. You know, various countries, countries around the world, as we're aware, have different strategies when it comes to this, uh, this sort of thing. I mean, the, the Japanese government are quite different to our government with the way um, they do it. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's something we're living with now. You know, I don't think it's going away any time fast, mate. Uh, you're not missing much at home, I can promise you that, Glenn. Um, listen, he, yeah. who should we be watching? Who, would you, who, from a New Zealand point of view, should we uh, keep a close eye on uh, in these Paralympics? Well, look, we don't have a big team, but, you know, we've got a bunch of um, Paralympians like Sophie Pascoe and a couple of other swimmers um, that are definitely going to have to be looked at. 
I'm always quite interested to see how our athletes go. Obviously, Liam Malone's not here this time, but we do have uh, some other sprinters in there and other blade runners in there this time that are looking to make a splash. We have quite a few cyclists as well. Uh, and the wheelchair rugby team. I mentioned the wheelchair rugby team before. Uh, you know, I mentioned back in, in those early 2000s when that great rivalry was, was going on between the Americans and the Canadians. Well, it was based around the whole documentary built up to the, to the 2004 Olympics in Athens. Smithy and the, the, the Wheel Blacks won that one. They came in and kind of spoiled the party, which made for uh, maybe not the best ending to the documentary that they were looking for, the producers. But um, the Wheel Blacks came in and, and, and pinched it. But um, unfortunately, since then, it's been fairly quiet for the Wheel Blacks. This is their first appearance at the Paralympics for, oh, I'd have to, I think I'd have to double check since Beijing. So it's a long time, and other countries have moved ahead of what the Wheel Blacks were able to achieve, you know, 15, 20 years ago. So it's not going to be easy, but there'll be a lot of excitement in the wheelchair rugby community in New Zealand with the Wheel Blacks in there for the first time in a long time. But it's, um, it's going to be a, a real challenge for them to win a medal because there's some very good sides up here. Glenn, obviously uh, our athletes, our Olympic athletes are home now. Some are, uh, have emerged from quarantine. Some are still uh, in there with a bit of time to do. Um, but uh, obviously uh, we, we can't forget that quickly the performances of some of our stars and, and, and some of our uh, participants who didn't perhaps get medals. But from your point of view, from a commentary point of view, uh, what was your highlight uh, in terms of the event and what was your New Zealand highlight uh, in terms of, uh, of what you saw? What, what was the one you commentated on or the event you commentated on the, the most that you will remember? Well, look, I, the, the thing I the, the best thing that I commentated on was a bit of archery, actually. I, I, in the women's um, gold medal match, which was uh, between a Korean and a Russian, uh, it all went, it went down to a one-arrow shoot-off, which was a, a fantastic way to conclude that women's competition. So, you know, they, they, they go through all these matches all the way through, and I think they start off with 64 in the field. It's all knockout, so you, you, you have to beat... 64, 32, 16, 8, semi. So you have to win five matches to get into the to the gold medal match. And then that match went all the way to the very end where it all came down to one arrow, a one arrow shoot off the closest to the centre wins. And it's just that sort of stuff I, I really enjoy because it's the most dramatic sport you can possibly get. The athletes put in years of hard work, um, years of training, they probably, uh, 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 from what I understand, the leading archers in the world shoot 2,000 arrows a week in training, which is just an incredible number of arrows, and everything comes down to one arrow. And, uh, <laughs> and um, you know, and the Korean actually was closest to the centre, so she won, but I just thought it was a great um, way to end uh, that, and, and, and it finished for me in the most dramatic way. So that was my favourite moment uh, commentating at the, at the games. I was also really, I did really enjoy commentating the New Zealand men's football game in the, in the pool play because the New Zealand men's team had beaten South Korea. Okay, they'd lost to Honduras, which was a bit unfortunate, but all they ended up needing was a draw against Romania in that last game. I was given that game to commentate, and I really enjoyed doing that game, and New Zealand got out of the, the pool stages for the very first time in an Olympic game. So that was, a, that was cool to do that. Um, and I think my favourite New Zealand moment, I think like many others, has got to be Carrington. She's, she's just a machine, isn't she? And I know you've spoken to her since she's um, come back. And, mate, what a joy she is. Just an absolute pro. So she would certainly stand head and shoulders above, it, above every other New Zealand performance for me at this Olympics. 
Hey, Glenn, uh, thanks very much. It's been great talking to you. Uh, good luck with um, your particular calls coming up. Uh, it's a new experience for you, and uh, it's always a great thing uh, in commentary. Uh, and the most important thing is to uh, stay well and, and travel safely home. Uh, enjoy uh, your extended stay in Tokyo, and thanks for being with us. Hey, anytime, mate. Thanks very much for having me. Yeah, Glenn Lama there, folks. A uh, man affectionately known as the Dalai in media circles. Uh, terrific man and uh, does an extremely good job uh, in bringing sport to us uh, through the airwaves or on television. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.